This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They now officially ship worldwide. So all to my international listeners, you get a cut of this too now. And uh, they have rub-ons, roll-ons, anything for an athlete, blue-collar worker, anyone who has aches and pains. This stuff works. I've tried it myself. I use it when my back gives out sometimes and it really helps with inflammation and stuff like that. So if you're into feeling better and you want to use CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show and you like to shop online, go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. They ship worldwide. If you spend more than $50, it's free shipping. They have everything a woman needs or wants, any shape or size, any season, any type of apparel. They got it there. Like I said, go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. And if you learn to collectibles, any sort of nerd culture, comic books, wrestling, sign memorabilia, sports collectibles, any of that sort, go to firstroll.ca. This is a Canadian company. Everything you see there is in Canadian dollars. So to all my American listeners out there, you get a little bit cheaper rate. And if you use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll receive 20% off. They update daily. They have everything, like I said, you need or want. It's a pretty cool little store they got online. And you'll find some real cool old school shit too, new stuff, anything that you need or want, like I said, any sign memorabilia, posters, cards, whatever they have, they have it there. So go to firstworld.ca. And if you want to support me directly, if you scroll down on your device, you see it embedded right there. It takes you right to my merchandise store. It is at tpublic.com. Please support me. It goes to my pocket directly. I have everything from t-shirts, hoodies, mugs. Phone cases, anything you literally need or want, it is there. And lastly, the most important thing you could do, this is free of charge. This is what everybody should be doing right away, right now as you're listening to this. Please rate, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guest is the team lead for the upcoming Retromania Wrestling, which is the sequel to the highly acclaimed 91 arcade hit WrestleFest, the owner of Retrosoft Studios, Mike Herman. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing very good, my friend. How are you this fine evening? Very good, very good. 
Thanks for having me on. Not a problem, my friend. So before we get into this video game thing, I want to get a little bit to know you, your background and shit. So I know you're into old school gaming and to, and into wrestling. So this will lead perfectly into the game you're working on. But before anything, what came first? Was it for the love of wrestling or love of video games? Uh, I would say video. It's close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Right? So I'll give away. I'm 44 now. So okay. I would say when I was... I guess video games. So we had an Atari 800 computer. Wow. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that played like, that was probably 1982, I want to say. So that was around when I was seven, when I first started getting into video games. Okay. And, and right around that time, 81, 82 was when, uh, you know, I was into arcade. We'd go to, um, there were a couple arcades, but they were kind of kind of less desirable places back then, and arcades were. Right. So my parents went, and I was young, so <laughs> I didn't go to many arcades. Okay. But there was this restaurant called The Ground Round. So people in uh, the northeast uh, of the U.S., right. uh, it was a chain restaurant, okay. right? But they had an arcade in every one of them. Oh, wow. So I remember playing there. Um, this was... Uh, Matt Mania was one of the games. That was like oh, 1985-ish, wow. so that was a little later. Before that, okay. though, it was Pac-Man and Jungle Hunt, sure. two big ones that I like playing. Okay. Or Jungle King, it might have been called, the one that I played. Um, but, you know, so it was definitely video games first. And then I would say <laughs> 1985 right. is when I started watching wrestling. Okay. Right around 84. Well, well, WrestleMania 1 was 85, right? Oh, yeah. So it was right before WrestleMania 1, so 84... Oh. 84 and 85 is right when I started watching wrestling. Wow, that's fantastic. So what was the first home system you actually owned then? Uh, that, that was at a... T well, I think we had a Pong clone. Oh, are you serious? One, 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 of the, one of the Pong clones was actually the first thing we had. Oh my... And to see what video games has spawned to today, right? Yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Cause, yeah, just, and I thought Pong was amazing. When we brought right? that, I think we might, one of my brother picked it out of the trash or something, to oh be my honest God. with you. Back in like 1980 or 81, right around sure. there, my someone was throwing away an old Pong thing. Oh my God. So when did you get into working with video games then? When did that come to fruition? Uh, that was more, um, so I I went to school, university for accounting, okay. but then I went in back and got my master's in software engineering. So I, I was a, I do a lot of like finance and accounting work, uh, uh, software for that okay but i i would dabble in like game development just on mm. my own um there was i think uh garage games i think was the name of a company that had this engine that was pretty easy to use and i think it was a free download okay i, I dabbled in that a little bit i don't think i think it went out of business pretty early i don't think they were around too long mm. but um i did a little bit of that and then for my for my masters i did write a game in that um, but then I started uh, working in Game Maker Studio, which is actually the engine we're using now. Okay. Probably about eight nine years ago when oh, it was wow. GM like one point four. But then that engine's come a long way to the point where I decided to use it for a commercial project. Oh, that's crazy! So how did RetroSoft all come to be? Yeah, so I would say it started out as a hobby before oh, wow. there was a company. Okay, it was just me. I loved WrestleFest. Right, that was my game. Right? I played it. <laughs> <laughs> they had it at my college. Okay. I played it a lot there. Uh, they had it at the arcade when I was in high school. A friend of mine nice. worked at an arcade. Okay. One of these big, like, they had go-karts and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, they wow. rock climbing. Nice. And they had an arcade. Right. So I would get handfuls of tokens from there. 
uh, for nothing. And I would go, I'd play WrestleFest, NBA Jam, that was out then, and Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And then X-Men, the arcade game. Oh, those, man. Were my, those were all my go-tos. Oh, I hear you. You're, again, you're speaking my language. We're sort of the same age group. I'm 40 myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And another one that was huge was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. I don't know how I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons one was another one that yeah. I love to play too, right? Like, these were all classics. And yeah, and rest. Okay, how about this? You might know more, better than I do. I always get WrestleFest confused with uh, Superstars. Which one right. was which? Because I, I remember one with uh, the Mega Bucks being the last tag team you faced, but then there's right. another one where Legion of Doom is the the last one to right. face so right so mega bucks was superstars that came first okay gotcha there you go so that came out i think i want to say 1989 that came out okay and that was the smaller sprites the ring was much bigger right compared, compared to the wrestlers the okay. wrestlers were smaller wrestlefest had kind of the bigger size sprites mm. that had that had a larger roster the initial superstars only had six characters that's right macho man hacksaw jim duggan honky tonk man honky tonk yeah yeah hogan <laughs> Um, Ultimate Warrior. Wow, that's right. And I think I'm missing one. And Big Boss Man. Oh, there you go. Yeah, those were the ones in the original. Okay. And uh, and then unfortunately, Macho Man never made it to WrestleFest. I know, right? Because he was under not. I think it was some contracting or he, oh. he had a retirement match with Ric Flair. So he was out of the com- or maybe it was with Ultimate Warrior. He had a retirement oh, match right. with Ultimate yeah. Warrior is what it was. Yes. So that was kind of why I started programming it as a hobby. Mm. I was going to get an artist to make Macho Man sprites. Okay, yeah. And I was going to rewrite the game engine Yeah. exactly how it was, about, basically reverse engineer it, mm-hmm. just to add Macho Man to it. Wow. <laughs> so a little obsessive-compulsive thing, you know. And I, I started doing that. I, I started it, picked it up, put it down, picked mm. it up, put it down. And I just didn't get anywhere with it. It was taking too long. Okay, yeah. When you don't dedicate yourself. And I really had, outside of me wanting to do it, there was no, you know, I didn't have any skin in the game, so to speak, of actually making a real game. Okay, you know what okay. I mean? So fast forward to, I guess, about, I mean, that was probably 2013-ish. I was working on that. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to 2018, mm-hmm. and I decided I was going to do it for a, as a commercial project. Oh, there you go. So and I was sick of... Uh, you know, right when I started doing it as a hobby, they came out with that WrestleFest um, iPad game. Oh, that's right. And it's and I didn't like it. Some okay. people might have liked it. I didn't like the art style. It did that cell shaded art style, mm. and you know, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't my cup of tea. We'll just sure. put it that way. Of course, you know, I wanted the original. You know, okay. I wanted the spr- I like pixel art. I like that style. Me too, man. And, and it's. You know, it's part, partly what I grew up with, but I think, yeah. you know, pixel art aged much better than, than like, the early PlayStation 1. Stuff. Right? It's you know, so true. Like the, the, if you go back and play, like, Virtual Fighter or, like, no even way. Tekken that was on the play at PS1, okay. it just, they don't look great. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? And if you go back to play WrestleFest today, it's still fun. It still looks good. Right? You know? No kidding. Plus, 2D was more, I think, from a budgetary constraint. Mm-hmm. I'm funding the game myself. So, um, 2D was after looking at doing 2D versus 3D. Okay. 2D was, I thought, man, more, a little more manageable from a budgetary standpoint. So, that's it. But, but I decided I was going to do a commercial. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting, I have some, I have uh, background in programming. Again, I said finance and accounting stuff, yeah. but no real game programming experience. I've done okay. a little bit as a hobby. Sure. So, I went and I hired a full time guy. Oh, there you go. Uh, full, who does it full time programming, mm-hmm. uh, game development. He has 
a couple published titles under his belt. He's been my lead programmer for two years. We okay. work well together. Nice. We've since hired uh, two other programmers that are helping out. Mm-hmm. I get into the code a very little bit if I'm like trying to find bugs or something. I may okay. be able to point the lead programmer to what line of code came up or something like that. But right, right. outside of that, I'm more in the managerial role. But I, I look at sprites. I'll tweak sprites. I'll tweak animations. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give feedback to the artists that are working on the project. You know, I work with the sound a little bit, uh, the menu design a little bit. You know, I'm kind of, I have my hand in everything, but I have people with more experience than me right. doing all those pieces. Well, smart, of uh, course. You want the yeah. best product possible. And I'm sure, again, for the love, exactly. like you're saying, you want to put something out there that yeah. everyone would love, right? It's definitely a passion project. Oh, and, and well, I'm yeah. sure just from the videos you've seen online that you could Google or follow their accounts online, I'm sure you'll plug all your shit at the end of the show, but yeah. th- there's, uh, it just brings you back. It's so true. And the other game yeah. that I have a lot of memories of was the Super Nintendo Royal Rumble game. Yep. yep. That game, yeah, oh. I played it on Genesis. Okay. I played it on Genesis. There you go. But uh, yeah, same game. Right? Basically. So yeah, yeah th- that's what it harkens all back to. So yeah. wrestling, where did this love come from? So I, my, my friend, my two best friends who lived down the street, like one house away. Okay. I was at their house and I, I think the first thing I watched was WWF technically. Okay. I saw one episode of Superstars. Right. But then I went home. That was like on a Saturday morning. I think I had slept over the house. The next weekend I was at home and I tried to watch. I couldn't find it or I woke up late and I watched at my house. It was on at one o'clock was Jim Crockett Promotions oh, wow. NWA. Shit. Okay. So that's the first thing I really started watching was the NWA. So I mm. loved Dusty Rhodes. Magnum TA was my favorite. Okay. Rock and Roll Express. You know, I hated the Midnight Express. <laughs> I hated Tim Cornette. Right. I hated the Four Horsemen. You know, of I didn't course. appreciate Ric Flair until I was an adult. As yeah. a kid, I hated him. You uh, know? Same, same here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what I grew up watching. And it was okay. funny. I would talk to my friend. And we were both, you know, we we're 10, to 10 years old at the time. Nine or 10 years old. Right. I go, I don't know. They're like, did you see the junkyard dog? I'm like, who's the junkyard dog? <laughs> That's I'm like, I saw Dusty Rhodes, you know, right? And the Rock and Roll Express. They're like, who are they? You know, and yeah. I didn't even realize. I thought like wrestling was just like, you know, I was a baseball fan at the time. Okay, you know, or or football or basketball. I thought it was like one league. You know, I thought mm, there was the NBA, gotcha. Major League Baseball, and the NWA. Right, makes sense. So I didn't know what happened. Like, I was <laughs> confused as a 9 or 10-year-old right. where these other guys were anymore, you know. That's then I, you know, I figured it out yeah. that, uh, you know, WWF was one promotion and NWA was something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I started watching both of them, you know. Nice. And then eventually we got, uh, a little later, I think in 86, the UWF, Bill Watts' organization. Oh, wow, okay. Down in uh, Mid-South. That started coming on uh, Channel 48 at like 11 o'clock at night. Right. And I would beg my parents to stay up to watch that. And um, wow. and I just loved uh, all wrestling. I loved it. You know, I, I watched it avidly. Right. Probably through college. And then once I started working, I didn't watch it as much. But I've always kept up on who's champ and sure. what's going on, you know, uh, stuff like that. And then I've since I started working on the game, I've been watching it a lot more again. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because for me, see, it's funny because me, it's the opposite. Because being up here in Toronto, we were just fed WWF, right? Right. So when WCW first made its rounds, because we didn't even get NWA. That's how far off we uh, were right. with wrestling. So we got it when it was WCW. 
after they bought out NWA and Crockett and all that and they merged everything together, right? And then it was like, oh, there is something else. There is not just the, the funny circus on the side. There's actually real type guys wrestling, wrestling. Like right. You know what I mean? And that just blew my mind as well. So to me, it went the opposite way. So that's interesting. Well, did you get like Stampede Wrestling? Or? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that, obviously. Okay. But again, being from Ontario, Alberta's on the other side of the country. So right, back then, right. there's no internet. If you weren't a tape trader, you that's weren't getting true. it, yeah, right? Yeah, you didn't even know about it. Right, so and I don't know anyone in school who tape traded. Like this, this right. blew my mind when I was an adult that people actually did this. I'm like, I wish I was a part of that shit. Yes, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, I didn't even know about it. Right, I, I didn't start getting. I got a couple tapes like when I was like in my twenties. Okay, and they were it was like DVDs were already out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was it was like this old NWA footage. Okay. Um, and some ECW stuff because that's oh. up from outside Philadelphia. Nice. I did get some. Uh, ECW tapes right of so. course yeah no so my tape trader was Blockbuster I just go there and whatever <laughs> they had there that's it <laughs> oh my god alright so let's get into this game then because I'm very interested in how this all came to be Retromania Wrestling that is okay so this is now officially the sequel to WrestleFest yep now yep. it didn't always start off that way so what did you right. want from the beginning and how did it all morph and how did uh, everything come to be where you're officially with Technos and all that how did it all right. And end up. Yeah, so, you know, at first we were the spiritual successor. Okay. And, um, you know, it's funny. You, you read internet comments, and I know you should sometimes. Of course, sometimes, you know, all the time. Because you know, <laughs> there's a lot of, I, I would say, we've gotten really 99% positive feedback. Okay. Really, people who aren't into it just don't pay attention to us. Mm, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Anyone who has a comment has been typically, like I said, 99% has been positive. Oh, it's awesome. great you're bringing this back. But, right. you know, people say, oh, I'm sick of another spiritual successor, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of annoyed me okay. when we first announced the game. But I I had started working with, I figured out who owned the original game. Because initially it was, we were going for, can I be called WrestleFest 2? Is that trademarked? Oh, okay. You know, stuff like that. And then I found out, well, Arc System Works now owns the, all of the Technos library. Mm. So Technos went bankrupt, actually, shortly after oh. WrestleFest. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, a little little bit after that. Right, right. And then, uh, it might have been a little later, but when they went back, up a group, I think, called Millennium, mm. who I believe was some of the original people from Technos was formed, just to, and they bought out, I guess, the IP from the bankruptcy. I'm not sure how okay. all the legal stuff worked, yeah, but yeah. eventually this other company owned the IP, right. and they eventually sold it to Arc System Works, who make Blaze um. Blue. Okay. Uh, they own the Double Dragon franchise. Oh, they nice. just released okay. River City Girls. Okay. Um, Guilty Gear. Mm. They're, they're known really for their anime style fighting games. Sure. Okay. Right? So um, they own the IP. So I started reaching out, trying to find a contact from them who I mm. can talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it was one, they have this lineage of wrestling games that they own in, in Technos. So Technos started out making uh, the big pro wrestling which was eventually came over to the states okay. as tag team wrestling that data east made okay uh and it was terrible it was for the nes it was horrible game right. but i loved it so when i went okay. when i went to buy a wrestling game for my nintendo right. i wanted pro wrestling the store didn't have it okay. so i settled on tag team wrestling okay. wow so tag team wrestling had two teams total of four characters right 
It was the Strong Bads versus Ricky Fighters were the two teams. Oh, my God. All right? Fantastic. And, and it was the same match over and over. And you had to beat wow. it. To beat the game, you had to play the same match. I think it was like 60 times. Oh, my God. Something ridiculous. Right. So from that, they, wow. they went on and made Matt Mania. Oh, okay. So that was that I really liked. I remember playing that. It was an arcade-only game. Mm-hmm. So we actually got the license, the IP. We have the license to use that IP eventually in Retromania. Okay. So Arc System works on that. Then they then they made Superstars that we talked about a little earlier, mm-hmm. and then they made WrestleFest. So yeah. I thought, you know, what would be cool if we become the next in the lineage of the Technos video games, and I want to market our game as the official sequel to WrestleFest. Right. So I started, and it took a couple months to get all this finalized and the contract finalized, mm-hmm. but eventually, our, we came to an agreement, and we were able to license it. Unfortunately, they don't own the license, you know, they can't use any of those character licenses anymore. That agreement's expired. Of course. So it didn't get us, you know, Hogan, Warrior, Demolition, and all those guys. But luckily, uh, the Road Warriors are not under... A WWE license. Oh, there you go. So, we got the official license. We start. We changed our art style, our our marketing a little bit. Right. If you remember the old WrestleFest game, it kind of had like lasers and different multicolors, which I always thought was odd when I was a kid. Like it had nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> right. And now I find myself kind of redoing that. Okay. Now, because I think it looks cool now. Yeah, Because yeah. it has that retro look. Yeah, I but know, it, right? And looking back, it had a retro look before it was retro kind of thing. So that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's how we got. We ended up getting the uh, the license oh. to be the official sequel to WrestleFest. Oh, and plus, goodness. you know, it also our art style is very similar, and mm-hmm. that's what we were going for to the original WrestleFest. But all of our sprites are hand drawn, redone, you know, oh, wow. from scratch uh, for all the characters. Well, you guys don't have the WWE license and all those old characters, right. but you are working with some promotions like NWA, House of Hardcore. Yep. So, yep. how did all that again? You being an NWA yep. fan, how how what how much you it's be feeling nuts. inside, it's right? Nuts. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting, and <laughs> I was shocked. So, initially going into this project, I thought there's no way. I've never made a video game before. Right. I've never done licensing before. I don't even know the first thing about even doing any of that. I'm just gonna. My first idea was I'm gonna get some YouTubers. Oh, so I'm a big fan of like the retro, the guys who do retro reviews. Okay, um, like, um, like uh, the uh, video game nerd, mm-hmm. angry video game nerd. Yeah, Pat the NES Punk, the Game Chasers. Okay, um, the Happy Console Gamer. Um, or or uh, Eight Bit Eric and a bunch of these other guys, wow, yeah. uh, Metal Jesus Rocks, and I was gonna. I started approaching these guys because mm. I, I thought they were much more approachable, right? And say, hey, I want to put you guys in a wrestling video game because it seemed like a lot of them were wrestling fans too. Okay, you know, perfect. So we, I went down that route. I, I think some of them were receptive. Some of them weren't very receptive to the idea. Mm-hmm. Some were like, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. And I was, I was kind of looking. I thought it was a cool idea. And I didn't really get feel the excitement from them. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. So I was like, well, let me let me see if I can get a wrestler. So okay. I ended up uh, through a um, an agent getting a hold of Animal. Okay. You know, August since passed. You're right. But I figure if I'm going to go big, let me look. I researched a little bit, sure. and I found out the, that the Road Warriors are not, you know, Legion of Doom is not owned by WWE. Right. So I'm like, well, let me figure out, and I tried to tried to find contact info for him. I didn't get any response. Mm-hmm. Then I found like this booking book pro wrestling.com or something. Oh, wow. Okay. I got in touch with a gentleman there. 
he knew Animal. He got me in touch with Animal. Fast forward a little bit, we signed a licensing agreement with the Legion of Doom, and we're off and running. Wow. So that was the first one. That's the only one I really did on my own. Okay. Uh, then I got lucky, and I started looking on LinkedIn. Mm. And I found a gentleman by the name of Mike Archer okay. who worked for the WWE and mm-hmm. also was in, worked for Acclaim Entertainment and was involved, among other games, yes. the, some of the legends of wrestling games. Of course, yes. So he had a ton of experience in pretty much every area of video games gotcha. and wrestling since he worked for WWE on top of that. True, yeah. So we had lunch. We hit it off. Um, mm-hmm. He was interested in being a part of the project, so he came mm-hmm. on board as a consultant. Right, and he's helped me through basically every step of the licensing sense. Right, wow, that's fantastic. And I'll name some of the people who you already have on your roster. You got the NWA champ himself, Nick Aldis. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mentioned House of Hardcore. So if you have House of Hardcore, you gotta have Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got now back in the WWE, which this is funny. You have Johnny Retro. <laughs> Yep, Johnny Retro. <laughs> I, I love that take too, because obviously he's Johnny everything. So to have right. that retro in there, that's pretty cool. And then obviously, as of this recording, you'll already have the winner because this is going to drop next week. But you're doing some kind of tournament for yeah. one of the spots. Okay, explain this to me. How did all this all come right. about? Indie Mania. So yes. we had this idea um, that we wanted to, you know, it started out as kind of a marketing idea that I had of how can we. We're not launching, you know, until later this year. Okay. You know, the, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the release date, I'm sure, in a little bit. Uh, but we needed some stuff. We have, we have a smaller roster because of the size of our company. We couldn't afford, gotcha. you know, 50 or 100 guys to license and put in the game. Of course. Um, so we wanted a way to, one, keep our audience engaged. And we were thinking, how could we do that? Then we had the idea, well, you know, it would be really cool if we had, like, a tournament mm-hmm. with independent guys. Because another idea I had, if I couldn't get... You know, some of the guys that have already been some veterans, industry veterans, right. maybe the, the independent guys would be a little easier to, to, to talk to. And they're looking, it's more of, it would be more of a cross-promotion type thing mm-hmm. because they're looking to get their name bigger, you know, and we're kind of at the same stage as like an indie wrestler. We're indie game developer. Right. So we're trying to get our name out there. We could cross-promote with each other. Of you course, know? smart. So we decided, you know, why don't we do, we initially we're going to do 64, which I'm glad we didn't because it was a pain <laughs> in the butt. To get all 32 of these guys to sign a contract. I could imagine, right? <laughs> so we decided to go with 32, and okay. we solicited our our user base now is almost at 50,000 uh, people. Wow, fantastic. So, And that's there's some duplication there, because that's across all of our social media platforms. Okay, sure. And yeah. I'm sure people follow us, but, you know, it's still a good chunk. Yeah, most definitely. You know, so we solicited them for nominations. Who do they want to be in this Indie Mania tournament? Right. And the winner of this tournament is going to be a playable character in the game. Wow. So we got 32 guys. We got them all to sign contracts right. saying we could use their likeness in the promotion. Mm-hmm. And the winner uh, will get you know a cash prize and will be featured in the game as a playable character. And then, you know, we've had wow. such a great response we're definitely right. going to do, uh, as long as we get a good reception with the game, we're going to do a DLC with more of the guys in the tournament. So it's not going to be limited to just the winner. Okay, We definitely want to add more of the guys. And the guys have been awesome. You know, they've promoted it on their, right? on their Twitter feeds, Facebook, Instagram. They've all been great to work with. So it's been really cool. Yeah, because it's pretty cool uh, following some of these indie guys and then having them pop up and seeing that, oh, come vote for me because I want right. to be immortalized in the video game right. industry. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And just be a playable character. That's so cool. Yeah, and, it, you know, it turned out, and our goal really was, once we 
flushed that idea. It first turned into a marketing goal, but we thought, you know what? Right. We can get guys that maybe didn't have as much exposure, and we can help them while they're helping us. Of and, course. you know, we got a really good Steve Mig sent us something who was one of the wrestlers in it. Okay. And he's like, yeah, this has been good. He's like, I've gotten emails like, oh, I never heard of you before, but, you know, I'm watching your stuff now. Now I'm a fan, you know? So of course. we did get some of that uh, feedback. So I think it, we. We did get now, you know, I wish to say that was my primary goal was just to spend light on the independent wrestlers. Right. Unfortunately, it wasn't. I was a little capitalist, uh, capitalistic <laughs> in the idea. So I can't, you know, be completely, uh, completely good faith and all that. But I think it definitely was a side effect of what we did was we did. We were able to shed some light on some guys that maybe the average person might not have heard of before. Right. So it was great for everybody. Of course. And. As of this recording, we're almost down to the final four, or if not already, the no, final four, right? Yeah, so we have the final four are uh, Chris Bay, Matt Cross, Matt Cross, Gentleman yeah. Jervis, yeah. and Warhorse. Warhorse, there's a big one too. Yeah. yeah, you see, like, and I'm glad that you said that maybe some of these people will be considered and will be DLC later on in the future, because yeah. that's fantastic too. Obviously, in this day and age, that's the beautiful thing, that you could just pop in yeah. characters and make this game stretch out for years, if anything, right? Yeah, yeah. as long as the support's there, absolutely. No, that's fantastic. Well, I am upset that fellow Trontonia and RJ City didn't make it, but hey. That was the upset. <laughs> right? That's what uh, I was saying. We were shocked. We were shocked that it went that way. <laughs> and plus, he's a fellow uh, the podcast alumni, so he's been on the show before, and so double awesome. X. You know he what is. I mean? He's, he's the awesome. best. Because <laughs> we, we were following him, like, we were following him before we even started marketing. Like, okay. I followed him right. just in wrestling, you know, because like, he says some stuff. You well, know? He, his Twitter handle, yeah. oh my God. It's If no one's following him, please go follow RJ City. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he was awesome. And I, like, He's the one guy I felt really horrible that he lost in the first. No offense to get Subita, but <laughs> of course you know, I not. felt bad because uh, I he was promoting it, and um, but you know we're still gonna everybody in it. We're gonna try to anything we can do to help them promote. If they need us to retweet something, we're definitely gonna do that. You know, going forward, we I really do appreciate the guys to take the time because you know we don't we we haven't released anything yet so they've right. taken a risk on us too of course like we haven't reduced a released a product yet they mm -hmm. haven't played the game yet so they took a risk on us so anything we can do to repay that favor we definitely will no that's fantastic and also other characters i didn't mention you have the bwo yes being ecw fan how crazy is that uh, as well that was, uh, there you go. <laughs> much going on right now there um but yeah they've been awesome um I've gotten to, I've gotten to become friends with Stevie Richards. Nice, because um, we talk. I talk to him pretty frequently. He's an awesome okay. guy. I've met uh, Blue Meanie a bunch of times now. Yeah. He's awesome. I haven't talked too much to Nova outside of email. Okay, um, but you know, not, no bad things to say about him. But I just haven't talked to him as much. But the other two, I've gotten to know a little bit. Really cool. I, and I'm starting to do some other stuff with Stevie as well now. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't realize how much stuff Stevie was into. If you check out his channel, right. he's got all kinds. If you're into fitness, video games, tech. Oh, wow. And he does everything over there. He's kind of a renaissance man where he's got his hand in everything. You know, Good So he him. built, actually, a Retromania arcade. So really? we worked together to do okay. the graphics for it. Right. Um, but he, is, uh, he built it. It's a kit that he got. Uh, from I think this one was from Game Room Solutions. Okay, uh, but he has a full review of it on his site. It's still a work in progress, but sure. yeah, we built that together. Well, he did all the work, but I helped with design the graphics for it. Right, right. Um, and so, but yeah, you know, I've gotten to know him. So, Blue World Order is awesome. First time the Blue World Order group has been in a video game. Now what? they've all been in. 
games, but separately as themselves, but right. not you know. And I think that they might all even been in the ECW, but not as a Blue World Order. So. Right. Oh, that's fantastic then. Yeah. <laughs> what about entrances and like different outfits? Are you doing stuff like that too, or is it going to be just straight the character you see? No, is what no. You get? So, like you said, you lived to before the, the beauty of like when we were growing up playing games. What you got is what you got. Right. Right. Like there was no bug fixing. There was no additional features. There was no DLC. Uh huh. So uh, we're going to pack in as much as we can. Okay launch right but it's pretty easy to add an additional rent entrance attire nice. stuff like that so now what's already built into the game is like a palette swap right so okay. we can go a different color we can make the blue world order the green world order real easy gotcha right so that's already built into the game engine now okay. but we want to do like different types of things um you know completely different outfits and stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't know how much we'll get done before launch but it's definitely on our feature list that we want to add and we're designing the engine so it supports that. Oh, that's awesome. So yep. what about game modes? What, what do you guys have on tap? Do you have, like, obviously, you can have single, tag team, anything special? Yep. So Steel Cage, both oh. types, of the, the Chain Link and Big Blue from... Nice. got to re- represent NWA, NWWE there. You do, yep, yep, of um, course. You know, so uh, our retro rumble, as we call it. Okay, tra- fair enough. So we don't infringe on any trademarks. <laughs> right. Um, and then we'll have, you know... a Three-way match, four-way match, okay. uh, six-man tag. We're going to try an eight-man tag if it's not too crowded in the ring. Right, Make right. sure it's still fun. Okay. Um, we have our cage match. Now, so those are the definites. They'll all be in there at some point. Okay. Um, then the thing I want, we're going to try to do, depending on how it plays and if it's still fun, mm-hmm. I want to do a scaffold match. Oh, wow. And I want to do a double cage match. I'm not, I can't, I'm sure somebody's copyrighted the real name of that. Right. But I, I want to do a double, you know, two two rings surrounded by a cage. Right. Um, the only problem with that is we we already have the artwork done for it. Okay. But you have to scale the game back a lot, so the characters oh, are much smaller. Right. But you know what? It might be a novelty to use, into, uh, and then we have a story mode as well. Oh, So it okay, might be perfect. something cool to add as a story mode element as well. Yeah, no, for sure, because that's what I was going to ask. Because, th- again, those original ones are fun to play, but after a while, if there's no story, there's no need to right. play, right? So I'm glad these right. guys introduced us. So is it going to be like, uh, without ruining too much, some young start makes it out to the big leagues and stuff like that? Well, I'll give you a little So it's actually starring Johnny Retro. Oh, okay, there so you go. we felt that we picked him as a star right? because I like the name Johnny Retro that we gave him. Of course. So I thought it would it made sense to be in, but it's going to feature all the guys in the on the roster. Okay, beautiful. Um, and it's... it's it's like a, it is a multi-branching story, but it's not oh, super nice. complicated. Of course. Yeah, so right. it's five chapters, and I'll give away the beginning of it, because we're going to, I think Stevie is actually going to be testing and streaming soon, in the next probably week or two. Okay, there you go. Um, he's going to stream the story mode, because he's a big part of it as well. Okay. So you start out, coming off an injury, you're Johnny Retro, right. and you're going to Stevie Richards Fitness. Which is a brand of its in and of its own, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to go to Stevie Richards Fitness and start your rehab and your journey back uh, to the world of wrestling, back to the top of the mound. Wow, that sounds awesome! And so we actually we hired a writer, a okay. writer to write the story. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, and he does video game writing. He is a professor. Perfect. At uh, I want to say the University of Saint Paul mm-hmm. in Minnesota. He is a, uh, a professor there, okay. but he's a he's a writer. Uh, he wrote a book about Mega Man before in the past, oh, wow. so he wrote a pretty pretty extensive five chapter story uh, that we're, that the that the player is going to go through. Uh, what about different arenas? I already mentioned NWA. You yeah. have House of Hardcore. Yeah, so we have 
you know, in our demo build, we have like 14 different arenas, oh, but wow. it's a, that's a combination of just reskinning arenas to a different okay. like mat. Sure. But I would say unique arenas right now. I think we have, I want to say eight or nine completely unique re- arenas um, nice. to start with. And what about customization? Are you going to have like uh, create a player? You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like so, that. I got, I got, I have my practice answer for the creative player. Go question. for it. <laughs> <laughs> so ideally, we would have included it at launch, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, and for you know, you come to expect it nowadays with with things. With two D, it's a harder thing. Okay. You know, there's no other franchise outside of Fire Pro that's really done justice to a creator wrestler in two D. Ah, uh, I see. You know what I mean? Right. And they've basically been reusing animation since 1980 something. Wow. For the most part, right? So they have this huge backlog of animations that they can draw from. Uh, We're doing everything from scratch. So, gotcha. Let, I always I use this example. If if we we obviously can't license Stone Cold, right? Of course. WWE owns it. But let's say we want to put everything in there for you to make a Stone Cold creator wrestler. Right. Well, we better have a kick to the stomach followed by the stunner. Probably uh, we need a, a double middle finger taunt. <laughs> right. Right. And so if you go in there as a player of our game and want to make Stone Cold and you can't do all of his moves, you're going to be pissed. Like, yeah, yeah I can make him look like Stone Cold, but gotcha. I can't do all of his moves. Like, yeah. I can't do the Luthez uh, thing that he does. Well, yeah. I forget the name, move name. The Thez Press. The Thez Press. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to do the stunner. Yeah. You know, a couple other things. Although Stone Cold himself said, I only had two moves, and, <laughs> and one of them was giving the middle finger. Or right. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> Right, I know, but you know, he those were his words. Yeah, of course, of course. uh, You get the idea, though. So, in order for us to do a creator wrestler, we got to create everybody's signature moves that we can think of, at least all the popular guys, and then keep adding it. Where we'll immediately be compared to Fire Pro, which we probably will be anyway because we're a two D wrestling game. But yeah, you know, if we come out with a half assed creator wrestler rushed Mm. out, I didn't want to do it that way. No, that's so better. uh, Ideally, we're gonna get the the great move sets of all the wrestlers we have in the game, each right. one of them have, you know, a custom move set. Okay. And then, you know, down the line, if we're successful, and my thought is if we make a fun game to play where the wrestling game engine is fun for me to sit down with my friends and play on the couch, multiplayer, right. story mode is fun to go through. Of and course, yeah. there's a couple of different things to do. And we keep adding different match types and everything you can do. Yeah. You know, we can build off of that gameplay. So I want to make sure we make sure that gameplay is super solid and all of our resources go into that. Mm-hmm. As long as that's good, we can use, you know, a co- combination of paid and free DLC mm. and grow this game out. Smart. And you know what? That in the long run would probably be better anyways. Because if you have a right. good story with even your built-in character, it doesn't matter because who cares? And, and right. you can live through that character, right? Right. No, that's awesome. And how about multiplayer? Are you guys going to do any of that stuff? Couch co-op so and stuff too? So there'll be definitely coach, couch co-op okay. off the bat. We already actually started on online. It's oh, very nice. buggy right now. Okay. And it won't be ready for launch unless a miracle happens. <laughs> sure. Because we, we need to hire another guy full full time to work okay. on net, the net code side of it. So I And I did a lot of research and just looking at different games uh, and how different developers have gone. You know, trying to rush in multiplayer and it not working well and them getting killed for it. Right. Whereas developers <laughs> who decided not to go at launch with multiplayer and add it later have had a better track record and had a better community growth because of it. That is so true. I think that's what we'll, we'll, we're going to err on that side, thinking 
maybe they'll if our game's fun, they'll give us a little more time to do the multiplayer if, as long as we do it right. No, most definitely. And this is good. You gonna have digital copies? Is it going to be physical? So definitely digital, obviously. Okay. Um, and then we are going to look at if the demand's there. Um, we're going to look at doing a physical after we do the digital. Perfect. And the usual suspects: PS4, Xbox, Switch. Yep, and PC. Oh, and PC. There you yeah, go. We're and doing all four. Do you have an official launch date, or are you guys still saying spring? We're yeah. So we're <laughs> we're, we're still working to get it done in Mar- by March. Oh, there you go. I don't think it's going to. You know, I, between you, me, and everybody listening to this. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be done by March. I'll be honest with you. So, okay. And I'm not going to rush it out. No, so you I've, shouldn't. I've learned from some recent other games, not to be named, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you don't – the backlash you get from, from putting out – you know, I'll, I'll name maybe No Man's Sky was oh. a classic example. Okay. And they've had to work really hard, and they brought that game back from the dead. Right. We're now – you know, it's getting a good fan base now back, but it's taken them years. I know to get to to overcome that initial poor launch. You know, right. so I, I'm under the the process. If we delay a few months, we may get some crap for it in those months. Yeah. But once we launch, if we do our job right mm-hmm. and people like the game, people forget about that real quick. Yeah, exactly. So, and you want them to keep coming back for more because if it's a shitty exactly. launch, they won't come back, right? Right. Right, we'll lose them before we even have them. Yeah, exactly. And this again, you—I've seen the passion you've dumped into this, and it looks fantastic. And I, I can't wait uh, to play it. How about the uh, audio? I didn't even talk about this. What kind of? Are you going to have commentary? Are you yeah, going to have? Yeah, so, Ian Riccaboni and Cole Cabana from uh, who've done ROH commentary. Right. Um, they're gonna, they, they were a commentary team of the year in 2018. Yes, they were. So they're going to be doing kind of NBA Jam style commentary. Oh, okay. Uh, like one liner type stuff, right? Uh, not not complete play by play, but you know one liner sure. type stuff um, throughout the game. Okay. And then we're gotcha. also going to have uh, a ring announcer that we haven't announced yet. Oh, there you go. What about entrance music? You can have that too. Yeah. So we have cut. We looked at licensing and just probably wasn't cost effective at this point sure so we do have um rhythm bastard who he's known as online okay um you guys can look at him up but he's he's composed entrance custom entrance music for everybody mm-hmm. um and then we are also working with a mega ran you guys can look him up if you haven't heard of him oh you i highly suggest course. you look up mega ran he does yeah. a lot of awesome video game music yes. uh he mixes in uh, old video game tunes to rap. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. I, and I hadn't heard of them. Someone I I was on another podcast that inter- introduced me to him over email. Okay. And I hadn't, I didn't work, I didn't contact him for maybe a couple months. And then I did, I started talking to him and he did a, he did, he did a piece of music that we're going to release. It's awesome. Oh, so, that's fun. And he, and he's a huge wrestling fan as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic to hear. Awesome. What about, oh, well, actually you guys are going to be at PAX East, aren't you? Yeah. Taxi. So me and Stevie Richards will be there. And I'm dragging my son, son along, just helping out. Uh, so we're going to be there demoing the game. Anybody there can Beautiful. play the latest build, at whatever we have. In a, it's about a month away now. So the latest build as of a month, in a month from now. And right. uh, you guys can come play. We'll be giving out, uh, we'll do a deal prizes, you know, random drawings, stuff like that for probably t-shirts, giving out stickers, some other uh, mini posters, stuff like that. But the big big thing is come meet Stevie Richards uh, right. if you're in the Boston area and go to PAX. Uh, and then uh, you can you can play uh, Retromania. That's fantastic. What about 
not to say this project's over and done with because I'm sure, like you said, you're going to work. But after this is finally set to bed, hopefully in like 10, 15 years from now when you're dropping DLC all the time, what uh-huh. are you looking forward to next? What Do you have anything right. on tap that you think you want to do? Uh, I, there's a ton of stuff. Okay. I, you know, there's so many ideas <laughs> that I would love to do. Like WrestleFest was my first, so probably, okay. if I had to say my second favorite game mm-hmm. was probably X-Men, the arcade game. Okay. Because I, I, it's really, it's total nostalgia. That it's like, it is a good right. game. Like, I still played it with my kids. I have a main machine. Okay. A four-player one that I built. Oh, nice. So we, we play, we've played four, we've played like Simpsons, Turtles. Right. All the, all the real beat, good beat-em-up uh, multiplayer games. Of course. Uh, Captain America and the Avengers. So I, yeah. I, I think you know maybe a a beat 'em up, a two D beat 'em up would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a couple ideas for different IP that we might be able to use oh. and go after some stuff that was maybe dead IP that was real eighties based IP that we might be able to use something right. like that. Um, that's the stuff I get excited for, kind of recreating stuff from my childhood. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but with today's technology and really adding to what. There's like a lot of things, even developing Retromania, mm-hmm. there's 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 uh, li- limitations we don't have to deal with that the original programmers did. Right. So we can overcome a lot of that stuff, like the limited movesets and, yes. you know, all their different match types and all that stuff they couldn't just fit in an arcade at the time. Of course. Or we can add all that stuff now. Oh, that's awesome. I, I Like I said, I can't wait to play this game when it launches. Trust me, you already have a fan in me. You don't have to toot your horn anymore. But back to wrestling. I I didn't yep. even ask who was your cur- who was your favorite all time wrestler. Is it Ric Flair? No, because you said you didn't like uh, him as a kid. So. Yeah. Well, I think I loved Magnum TA. Really? So initially, okay. he was probably my favorite. I'll tell you. I don't know how many belly to belly suplexes I did to a pillow <laughs> on my parents' bed. That's hilarious. Watching that, and I think I and years later I was helping them. Uh, Finally, they you know they're very frugal and didn't replace their bed or anything. I finally right. helped them. I looked. I bent every one of the posts underneath. They had an old metal frame, uh-huh. and every one of them was bent. And I'm assuming it. Was, well, I hope it wasn't from the other possible thing it could have been. I guess. <laughs> I don't really want to think about that. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming it was from me jumping on it That's and doing hilarious. wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, what about now in, in today's wrestling? Who are you liking? Um, I, I love what the NWA is doing. I really do. Like, okay. and a couple of reasons for that. One, you know, obviously I grew up watching it. I sure. like the studio show. But yeah. the, the, a bigger thing for me, and you know where I am in my life now, okay. it's tough to watch a three-hour. I roll. know, right? You know what I mean? And yeah. NWA is like an hour tops, yep. and yep. I have time for that. You know, and I can follow everything. There's there's enough. Where you your store there's cliffhangers going from one week to the next. Right. You want to find out what happened. They're doing of a course. good job of teasing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the key for me though is not to watch too much on the internet to not find out because that stuff was pre taped, yes, right? Of and course. if you really want to look, you can find everything out. <laughs> so definitely. I'm trying to avoid watching anything once they tape it. Yeah. You know, so I can, I can be surprised on the show, like when Steiner showed up. You know? Yeah, right? That was crazy. Yeah. I didn't and that's the thing I like about NWA too. They have all these even old school guys, I don't know how the Express is still going and still having matches. That's crazy. And it's like, oh, and I don't know if you saw on AEW a few weeks ago where he pulled off the Canadian Destroyer. I was like, yeah. what is Rich going Warren, on man. here, oh, man? <laughs> but and that's the other thing I like about NWA. They do collabs with other 
promotions like they're doing right now with Ring of Honor, right? You see Nick Aldis right. on Ring of Honor TV and vice versa with Marty Scroll on NWA. So right. it's like that's that's good wrestling. Like imagine as kids seeing yeah. the NWA champ walk into a, a WWF ring. You might have been be blown. Amazing. Exactly. You know, you wish I forget who I heard this, and I know it will never happen. Okay. But if they had like a one-time event like the Super Bowl, right? You know, and they just brought. But I know there's no way it would ever happen because it just won't. But it can't. Yeah, I know. That would be. I. You know, I would love to do that in the video game world, though. <laughs> give me. A, give me a WWE license on top of what I got already. Right. That would be give crazy. Give me an AEW license. I'll put them all in. <laughs> I'll be silly. Oh my goodness, I know, can you imagine? But see, that's the thing, but again, I don't know if I would want that, because I like the whole surprise guys, now Now with AEW too, you could have guys going back and forth, contracts, like even with the Royal Rumble, you saw Edge right, come right. back out of nowhere, even though right. he's always been a WWE guy, but still, like stuff like that is what I love wrestling about, like that's what I right. missed when WCW went down, it's like, oh, you don't get to see this guy on TV one week, and now somewhere else the other week, you right. know what I mean? And I right. think that was a big part of wrestling back in the day. Yeah, and I like, you know, and I know people, uh, it's weird because I feel like uh, people give it crap a little bit, but I love the lights off, lights on thing that ECW used to do. Yeah. I know other places did it, yeah, yeah. but I remember it a lot from ECW. Of course. And it's funny, listening to some podcasts, people kind of poo-poo on that. Really? That it was, it was like cheap pop or whatever. Okay. I always loved it. I loved when the lights go off and see what's... You can guarantee in our game the lights will go off at some point. Someone will show up. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that little tidbit. And w- what about games? You playing anything recently? Anything that you're enjoying? You know what? Well, recently I have I've been hacking my Sega Genesis Mini <laughs> to put a few games on there that I have. But it's funny. I've been playing uh, Road Rash 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, on the Sega Gen- Road Rash was one of my favorite games as a kid. Gotcha. I play that. And then more current-gen stuff. I put some hours into Skyrim in the past year. Okay. Even though that game's been out a while, I played it on the Switch after I'd already played it on the PC. Gotcha. When it came out on Switch. Uh, I still go back to Diablo 3 every once in a while. Oh, okay. That's a good play one. that. Um, and then the, probably the most recent one was Spider-Man on the PS4. Oh, perfect. Uh, I'm actually in the middle uh, of that right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a great game. Well, it is. But, one of my favorite games is Spider-Man on the Sega Genesis. So. Oh, which one? Oh, the original the one? one? Yeah, the first spider Not the Sinister Six. Right. It would just said Spider-Man on the title. Okay, let me see if I could get this right. Was this the one where you'd have to de- defuse the bombs and Kingpin yes. was in it? Oh, there you yes. go. Okay, yeah, that was a I good one. You know what? It was true because you could, even though a side scroller, you would duck, you would go up into like vents and stuff. And right, right. Yeah, so yeah. It, actually, it was, yeah, I totally forgot about that game. Shit. Yeah, so that one I'm getting loaded on my Sega Genesis now. Oh, nice. I think another one I liked a lot uh, from the that era was uh, Maximum Carnage. That was another good yes. game. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good but, one. But oh my and God. Then the X Men games were good too. Yeah, the Genesis ones, yes. Yeah, the Genesis ones, yeah. Not the Nintendo ones. No, I know. It's so funny how you had that. Because nowadays, obviously, if it's on Xbox or PlayStation, it's pretty much the same thing. It just depends the controller that you enjoy, right? But back then, like, you had even, like, Disney games. Like, Aladdin was better on the Genesis, right? Right. But then you had Lion King that was better on Super Nintendo. Right. Right. It was just funny, how, or even Mortal Kombat. There was blood in Genesis, no blood in yeah. in, in Nintendo, right? So, ah, the good old days. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I've been. My, my, you know, of course, I have a ten year old plays Fortnite a lot. Okay, so that, there you I, go. That's <laughs> good old Fortnite. And my other two kids are big into two NBA two K. Okay, right yeah. now, yeah, those are pretty so. much the big ones, right? Two K, yeah. Madden, stuff like that. That's yeah, what they the play kids Madden play. Too. 
There you go. A little go. bit of Call of Duty, but my older son plays that a little. My older son also plays Red Dead 2, and he's trying okay. to get me to play that. I just don't have the time to sit down and play it right now. But that's on my list of games I want to play, definitely. I, I talked about it on the show before with Red Dead. Ooh, I'm not a big fan of it. Oh, really? It's Okay, how about this? Are you into like the slow-paced, pure simulation type games? Uh, not overly. Is, that, is it that slow? There's a lot. Well, you don't have to do everything but to get okay. the just of the game, but there's so many because there's no really no fast uh, forward parts, right? So you okay. literally have to go on your horse and travel halfway to do this, to do that. And a lot of stuff seems monotonous. That doesn't really have to do with the game. It's just something they right, put right. in to make it realistic. And uh, I know yeah, we complain yeah. all the time that we want more realistic games, but <laughs> I think they we just don't. went overboard. Yeah. Well, it's like that, uh, I remember Penn and Teller put out a game where you drive a bus okay. to Las Vegas, and that's all you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's some charity event that plays that game every year, and it's oh like you literally God. drive a bus, and it's real time. So it takes, like, whatever it takes to cross country or something. Right. And it was, I think they were poking fun at realistic video games or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> what about TV? What are you into TV-wise? Game of Thrones was my was what really? I was watching before. Okay. Stranger Things, nice. Me too. Um, yeah, awesome. you know that that's great. And my 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 youngest is super into that too. He's watched it like I think eight times. He's watched the entire series. Oh wow! Um, and he's been listening to eighties music now. So he's the only one, and my family's not annoyed when he drives with me if we listen to eighties okay. music. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. So that um, you know, a couple cool things if you're into retro stuff, which okay. seems to be all I'm talking about, but. No, perfect. Um, I love it. The movies that made us is a thing on Netflix. If you're love it. With that. The movies yeah. that made us, the toys that made us, and the toys oh. that made us. I watched those. Yes. I just found the movies that made us the other night. So okay. I watched the die, the Die Hard one, and the Ghostbusters one so far. Yeah, those were good ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, um, the toys ones. Were uh, good. Uh, the Expanse. That's another show on oh. Amazon Prime. Yeah, gotcha. which I just watched uh, like a month ago. I watched all four seasons. Oh wow. Like at night, well, you know, I watch it while I was doing something or working on the game or something. But so I like that? that. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, because I was just gonna ask because I have my reserves because I'm still not a huge Amazon Prime guy. Like even though I have it, I use it more right. for again. Speaking of retro, I watch like Married to a Children, like right, all right, these right. old type shows on there. But, Video game years. Yeah, exactly, like stuff like yeah. that. But I can't get into the like Prime original stuff. I don't know why. It's just it's not like the same like Netflix. I find for some reason. Yeah, I've, I think The Expanse is the only one I think I've watched on okay. Amazon Prime. So maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I, I liked it. You know, it okay. seemed to go pretty quick. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm big into sci-fi, too. I like that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm the uh, same The one here. I want to watch, The Boys, I think it's called. I've heard it's about superheroes. this. Superheroes. Yes. I think it's superheroes, but they all have egos, and they're more like kind of bad movie stars. Yeah, they're so like dickheads and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So I want to I want to check that one out at some point too. See, but again, I'm so superheroed out because I watched also I hear, yeah. uh, Raising I Dion hear. on Netflix. That's another superhero one, and it's okay. like, and now I'm gonna watch The Titans soon because up here in Canada that just dropped on Netflix, and I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna watch season two of that, and it's just like then all the Marvel stuff, obviously. Yeah, I know the Marvel stuff's kind of what did it, right? Right. Even though I'm a yeah. huge Marvel fan, like I could watch that shit to death too. But it's right. like now with Disney Plus, you're gonna have all their TV shows too on top right. of it. It's like, oh, but. What I do want is more Star Wars. That's for sure. Right. What did you think of the last movie? I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. That's I it? Thought, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. Okay, good, good. It was a Star Wars movie. I still liked it. You know right. what I mean? Um, 
I don't know. I guess I didn't. I didn't. I, I thought they could have done more with the whole three movie storyline. I thought it was just okay. I see you know? what you're I think they dropped, not that they dropped the ball, but in part two, I think they should have did more of the Ben Solo background. Right. Like they really just showed what happened between him and Skywalker. Nothing before, nothing what happened with his parents. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So I yeah. think if they delved more into that, I think it would have been a little bit better. But then again, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So. Right, right. <laughs> but I did enjoy, I think... I liked it where it finished, but it really didn't. So it's sort of open ended, and you know they're right. going to continue eventually. And then well, something. That's why they bought the license, you know what I mean? Right. So you know there's stuff there. So there's so much stuff they could do. Even prequels for this third parts too, they could do. So. Right. There's so much stuff. But yeah, I'm huge star. Like Mandalorian, I love too. I want more of that now. I haven't watched that yet. My son oh. is raving about it though, so I have to watch it. You so. have to find some time yeah. for that. You're going to get hooked. And I don't know how they did it. It's literally Star Wars. It feels like a movie. It feels like you're watching a Star really? Wars movie. Yeah. But it's a TV show, and that just blows right. my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was, I've, I've read a bunch of Star Wars books years ago. Too. Okay, gotcha. And I, I, I do like the whole Star Wars universe. Like, I like the Force and all that. Right. And in the UK, it's a real religion. I know, right? <laughs> like, there's, and not only UK, so many places, like, even some here in North America, there's a lot of people that actually yeah. th- and study it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> hey, man, I guess if, there's sci- if Scientology is a religion, why can't this? <laughs> seriously, seriously. Why can't that be a religion, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, before I let you go, I'd like to end the show off with the dumbass of the week. All right. So, hopefully, I don't think any of us have done this, but. This is just crazy. I don't know why people get these ideas. And it's always younger people who are doing this crazy stuff. Now, <laughs> as a young, especially us, back in the 80s and 90s, we could get away with anything. There was no social media. Right, Our right. parents were a little bit. No camera phones. Yes. And our parents were a little loose leashes because there was no helicopter parenting back in the right, day, right? right? So we were right. off to our own devices. So I'm sure every person, even though no one wants to admit it now because you want to set a good example, but. In your teenage years, I'm sure everyone's stolen something in their life, even if it's like a little piece of candy from your parents even, right, you know what right, I mean? Yep. Okay, now this just pops the cake. There's, it's one thing stealing candy, but a 17-year-old girl stole an airplane and drove it into a fence. <laughs> I can tell by your face this is very interesting. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. How do you steal an airplane? Well, it was uh, it was uh, somewhere in California off, I think it was Fresno, and that's more of like a private airport, so it's all like right, the smaller right. planes, and it has like, I don't know what it is, four and six seaters, like just, it wasn't even jets, it was those like old propeller planes and stuff. Right, right. And she just hopped over the fence, went in the plane, turned it on, and started going. Luckily, she didn't know how to fly, because she could have seriously hurt herself, but she right. just went, apparently she went around in a circle, because I guess, she, again, she didn't know what she was doing, then eventually crashed into a fence. 17 years old. Were you thinking of stealing planes at 17? No, I was not. I can right? say that. That was not something I stole. I did that when I was four, I believe. I still remember. Okay. Three or four, I did steal a piece of candy from a shop. It was like, they had like bins and stuff, and I was in the shopping cart. Okay. And I pulled one out, and I put it in my pocket. By So at the time, if I was three, my older brother was nine. Wow, okay. R- ratted me out. Oh, Wow. We went back in and returned, and it was like a literally a five cent piece of candy, right? Well, yeah. But I'll tell you, I learned my lesson. You know, I was grounded for like three days, right? And I learned my lesson. So, yeah, it's true. The one thing I 
I'm sure I stole more than this because, again, being my parents let me do whatever I wanted right, to. Right. But the one I remember, speaking of retro stuff, was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, foot soldier. It was one of the action figures, like the original right. ones that came out. And it was at a store. And this was before they had like the machines where the barcodes go off and everything. Right, right, right. So I, I don't know why I remember this so vividly. I remember asking my mom for it, and my mom never bought me anything. I had all hand-me-downs because I had older uh, brothers, right? So I had, like, literally the old fucking six-foot high. I call it six-foot because I was a child. But it was, like, the one-foot high G.I. Joes before, like, the little miniature ones. Like, right. But I was playing with those while the cool kids were playing with the real ones, right? So I'm like, no, I want a new toy. I want a new toy. And I, right. she didn't want to give it to me. So I remember throwing it under – there was a bin by the exit. So I threw it under the bin, but I slid it wow. just enough – where the quarter popped out, and as we were walking by, I just ducked down pretending I was tying my shoe and then grabbed it that way and kept on walking. <laughs> uh, you can't be faulted for that. That's pretty good thinking. And this That's was, I think... level stuff. Uh, I know, right? And this was around six or seven years old, I believe, when I did wow. this. <laughs> All right, so I got one more, better one than the candy. I forgot about this. Go one. for it. Shoot. So I was, I was pretty much good not stealing anything until then I was 16 or 17. Oh, okay. So do you remember, I'm sure you do, the X-Men, the animated series? Oh, one of my favorites, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So Pizza Hut was giving out movies. Oh, wow. uh, Or VHS tapes of the seasons, of the episodes. Oh, nice. And they had a tape for every episode. That's crazy. A friend of mine's brother worked at Pizza Hut. Okay. So he got me the tapes, and I didn't have to pay for that. Okay. But they had a huge promotion sign banner on the outside of the store. Mm. It was probably, I want to say, a good 15 feet by long by 3 feet wide. Okay, with gotcha. Cyclops and the X-Men sent wow. one. And I had to have it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so me and my buddies, so like five of us, went there at like midnight one night. Okay. Pulled it down, and I have it to this day. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I just actually found it. It was at my parents' house. Okay, yeah. And they gave it to my brother. They thought it was his, but it was mine. Right. And my brother just gave it back to me. So I'm going to hang that somewhere in my basement. See, you see, we'll see kids nowadays. This is what we did to have fun. No one was getting right. hurt. No one was doing stupid right. shit. It was meaningless stuff that literally off the big scheme of things, the company's losing 5 to $10 max. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's not like uh, vandalism like kids are doing nowadays and all these right. YouTube to get hits and go viral. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. What can you do? You sound like old men now. I know. That's what I was just thinking. Back in my day. Right. I walked up uphill to school both ways. We've become those guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. All right. Time to shine. Plug all your shit. Where people could find the game. Anything you want to say again about the game, yourself, where people could follow you, all that fun stuff. Alright, just uh retromaniawrestling.com and then at Retrosoft Studio. Uh, on Twitter and at Retrosoft Studios on Facebook and Instagram. So you can get RetromaniaWrestling.com. We have links to everything. Sign up for our newsletter there. There you go. Um, we're probably going to do pre-orders pretty soon. Nice. Um, so kind of our. We don't want to do a Kickstarter, uh, but we, we do want to do. Pre, uh, we would like to start planning for DLC, and we're going to gauge that interest on a pre-order. So right. Uh, come check us out. You know, if you're in the Philadelphia area, we'll be at multiple events. Nice. We're going to be in Boston at PAX East. Uh, and we, if we do any other conventions, we'll definitely announce that on the website as well. Follow Indie Mania on our uh, on our on all of our social media. Support all the indie wrestlers. Yep. Uh, check out all the wrestlers in our game. They all have their own social media accounts. They're all still working somewhere, promoting something. Stevie Richards Fitness uh, dot com. 
another good one. That, that's everything. <laughs> Fantastic. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finga Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show. Listen to all the fine sponsors because if, if you help them out, it helps me out. And obviously go to my merch store, like I said, embedded right there. Scroll down in the description. Click, buy something nice. That goes in my pocket directly. And please rate, subscribe, review. Big ones, Apple Podcasts. But if you don't have anything iOS related, you could also listen and rate on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. All good, Mike? All good. Fantastic. On that note, he's Mike. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Peace.